Hey, what's up, Switches? Welcome back to Recap Bandit's podcast, a podcast about TV by people who love TV. I am Chara, and I'm here as always with Mel and Crystal. Howdy. Hey. And of course, we're continuing our recap of season three of Motherland Fort Salem with episode eight, Petra's Favorite Pen. And after seeing the episode, I love this title. <laughs> <laughs> that is my, I mean, literally, it was just so exciting. There's so many great scenes in these last few uh, see, uh, episodes. I can't believe we only have two left after this one. It's so unfair. Oh, it is. I'm glad they're going out with a bang at least. <laughs> true, true. I don't see how they're going to wrap it up. In two episodes? Wow. Yeah, there's so much to cover. I mean, we still have to find one more song. We still need to find President Wade. Yeah, Wade and the Marshal are just in the wind. To, like, we don't know where they are. <laughs> Nobody has heard from them. Nobody has seen them. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, how off the grid are they that she doesn't know what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. Who knows? Uh, let's go ahead and dive right into this one. So this episode um, had a few major highlights. It was it, it was it pretty much focused on like basically three major pieces. And the first thing is, so if we remember back to episode seven, that ended with Alder telling Tally that she needs her to use her sight to see into the past to find one of the missing pieces of the first song. And this episode starts with Tally doing that, just that. And she's following this witch who is being chased by some soldiers. And she runs into this like cave that's full of ice. And she ends up freezing the soldiers who are chasing her, but also freezing herself into these huge blocks of ice. And we find out that is in Northern Germany and then Tally and Alder decide to go after it. What did you think about this scene? I was wondering if she, if, okay, I, she was running away. Um, and then when she gets cornered, she like freezes everyone. And I was wondering if she, like as a, um, penalty for the work she or spell she had to it like it was necessary for her to do it and and freeze herself or uh, it was a mistake I wonder you know that's what I was wondering Mm -hmm. yeah I was wondering about that too I wish they had explained you know why Mm -hmm. she ended up freezing as well yeah I mean she seemed resigned to it so maybe it was just she knew that it was a byproduct of the spell she cast like if I'm going down, you're going down with me. Yeah. That could definitely be it. What a terrible way to go, though. Right. There are worse ways, like being burned to death. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> right. That's what? one. I, I think I'd rather be frozen. <laughs> but she wasn't dead, though. She was alive for hundreds of years by herself in the dark. Just stuck in a block of ice. Yeah. Now you got me all thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm like internalizing this like, oh, wow. <laughs> Just frozen like Captain America. <laughs> oh, right. He wasn't, he wasn't aware. Like, he wasn't awake during that, was yeah. he? 
was he not crazy? Yeah, hmm. I don't think he knew. Cause then they, cause he didn't know like how much time had passed when he, he got like out a minute had passed. So I don't think he really knew. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he had a real gauge of time passing. Okay. He just thought it happened and he was rescued and it was the same time frame. Oh, okay. So whatever happened, he probably he probably was like unconscious or sleep though during that time, which is good. That's that's how you would want that to go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you got frozen. <laughs> I don't know I've been frozen four hundred years. It's fine. <laughs> so Tally and Alder head to Germany. They find this cave. They try to wake this witch, but she is not in a giving mood. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, look, all you people do is take. Right. We're not doing this. (laughs) Right. And you couldn't have come like hundreds of years earlier. Like, where where you been at? (laughs) Now you need me and you come look for me. Mm -hmm. I can't be, you know, I can't be mad at her. I'd be, I'd be feeling some kind of way too. Yeah. Because I would be like, so you can come here and ask me for a song and not try to rescue me? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the song in mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just give you a song while I'm still frozen into the black eyes? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very... Well, I know they're doing it for the good of mankind or whatever, but it's still a pretty selfish request from yes. that witch's perspective, which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. And like everybody in this in this situation is understandable, but and I can totally see why, you know, she would be looking at them like they're crazy. Like, no, I don't give a damn about humanity. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean... Granted, her last experience with humanity was pretty terrible. So right. exactly, <laughs> the reason then she they forgot all about her. Cave. Right, but ultimately, Tally ends up trading her sight for the witch's song. And after they make that trade, the cave begins to collapse as they're trying to escape. So Alder throws Tally to safety just in time, and she gets stuck. And the cave collapses on her. Which I don't believe Alder is actually dead because what would be the point? Yeah, I don't I didn't even have a reaction to it. I was like, that girl gonna be back. Like Yeah. Like I wonder when she'll show up this time. <laughs> right, just pop up again. <laughs> yeah, I don't I just don't buy that's actually the end of her anyway, just because it would be such a waste to even bring her back for that. Yeah. <laughs> to have her die before everything is resolved. And it was so such an anticlimactic death. It was like nothing. It was mm-hmm. a nothing death. Right. But she's dying to save Tally. So I was like, this little shit that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Just blowing on the embers of it. <laughs> <laughs> At least they gave you some good material on um, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Let me go look. <laughs> Is it Sutton's? Uh, or the official site? Yeah, I think it was Sutton's Instagram. Okay. It might have been on Lynn Renee's, too. 
But yeah, I'm sure Aldo will be back. Hopefully before the last episode. Hopefully in the next episode. Hopefully. Well, we don't really have a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. That's the other thing. (laughs) Yeah. If it's not the next one, it has to be the last one. But I'm hoping it's the next one. So she's not just relegated to showing up in the last episode. But back in the session, um, Thelma's militia captures the soldier from Fort Salem and she's really badly burned on her arm and they're trying to get information out of her. And she tells them that they were sent into battle with no fixers. All of the fixers were retained at Fort Salem, which that tells you exactly where we are with the Camarilla. Like they do not care what happens to these witch soldiers. They're just, you know, they want them to win this battle against the session, but they also want them exterminated. Exactly. Like that's basically telegraphing uh, your intentions. Yeah. To send them without fixers. Like that's, that tells them exactly where they stand. Yep. Like, oh, we don't really care about your safety, well-being, health, anything. Yep. Fodder. You are expendable. Yep. You don't even like witches. Like, I don't even know why we're using you. (laughs) Right. Actually, I do know why we're using you because we don't want to use the actual people so they don't have to die. Right. Shock troops. And then it's even more insidious because we know that, like, most of the Fort Salem soldiers that they're sending in aren't trained. They're just baby cadets. Yeah. They were all new recruits. They barely got any training whatsoever. And then everything went to hell. So <laughs> yep. even what little training they got was probably not um, worth nothing. Yeah. But Rael tries to heal her and she does. And um, after she heals her, the soldier tells Ray where Scylla is being held. And of course, the danger twins are back together. Rael and Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> Like, is it a bad idea? Yes. Are we going to do it anyway? (laughs) Back on their bullshit fully. (laughs) They're like, let's go on a rescue mission. Right. (laughs) You know how we do. (laughs) Three of us. We got this. (laughs) Just no plan. Just let's go. Just vibes. (laughs) Always just vibes. Right. (laughs) Work for them so far. And interestingly, Abigail calls Scylla one of them when she's talking to Rael about going on this rescue mission. I love that. I was like, yay! (laughs) Scylla is fully in the fold now. Exactly. If Abigail says she's one of them, it's official. Yep, it's the bellwether unit, so. And of course, Adil is down for whatever Abigail wants to do, so he's in. And they decide that since Rael had promised Tally that she wouldn't use the witch bomb and they can't use any magic because, you know, the civilian soldiers have that armor that prevents magic from being used against them. So they decide they're going to do it the old fashioned way. And Abigail and Adil create a distraction while Rael sneaks into the building where Scylla is being held. And of course, she gets there just in time. I've never enjoyed 
a death more than this guy. <laughs> I would say that, but there's an even better one coming. So I'm going to like reserve. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, he was just big and bad until. He's like, you know, yeah, I'm going to throw rocks at you while you're chained up. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and it's, it's one, you know, one thing that's really disturbing is the whole setup is, is like in this weird, gross, sensual way. And I really do think that back in the day, like because they were Puritans and they didn't get to have like normal um, sexual impulses. I think that a lot of the torturous, horrible things they did, that was how they channeled all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And this was another one of those scenes that is just a little too close to reality for me. Absolutely. <laughs> These actors are getting to play the, the bad guys in this show. Child, they they doing a they doing a, a lot and they doing a good job. Mm-hmm. They doing too good a job. I'm like growling at the TV at that, at that point. Yeah. I don't really need too many scenes of some dude who looks like he could have been at the Capitol talking about the good old days, you know. Right, Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure if he's dead. He might just be knocked out. Yeah. yeah maybe he is. I don't know. It's brutal. It was pretty brutal how they did him. I hope he's dead, but yeah, I guess he might just be knocked out. I don't feel like he was too important to the story, though, so we probably won't ever know. Exactly. <laughs> he's Schrodinger's jerk. <laughs> yeah. Dead and alive at the same time. <laughs> it's like, I know you guys are your witches and you have your work, but at the same time, time has come for you to maybe adopt some more mundane weapons like get yourself yeah. a gun <laughs> right right get oh, some or something a bullwhip is you know impressive ladies but <laughs> guns <laughs> some kind of distance weapon <laughs> i get right. a bow and arrow i don't care a crossbow <laughs> any of these things can work if you want to go old-fashioned I, I I am in favor of a crossbow. I like a good bow and arrow. Right. Yeah. But like, <laughs> get something. Mm-hmm. Let's put the difference into a cross crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Just you know anything other than what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but Adil has really come forward from being like, oh no, I cannot hit or take a life. Oh, right. wow, yeah. I'm just gonna hit everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be no, out now. <laughs> Abigail rubbing off on him. <laughs> yeah. Abigail's running off, rubbing off on him. He's just right. like, yeah, just knock some people out, whatever. <laughs> mm. So they've safely gotten Scylla back and they managed to make it back across the session line just in time because the army is like right behind them. And, of course, the civilian army has ordered the witches to attack. And, like, these girls are not prepared for this. They're just not. (laughs) And they want to fall back. But the Camarilla soldiers start trying to blast them, even though they're in the line of fire. And these are their soldiers. But, again, that goes back to that soldier in the beginning that they didn't care about. They sent them into battle with no fixers. They don't care that they're in the line of fire as long as they get their target. Yeah. 
That was really sad. I hated that. Mm-hmm. That was really messed up because they were just, they're so young. Yeah. I thought, and it's, and you know, I, and I'm, I'm glad they didn't go what I, what I was expecting. I thought they were going to run behind the, you know, they were going to like switch sides and then like <laughs> fight back or whatever. But um, yeah, they didn't. And that was like way more realistic and it made mo- way more sense, but I just wanted them to survive so bad. Yeah. I was watching it and hoping they were just, they were so close. I was hoping they would run across that line. Exactly. I mean, I was hoping like when they started flying, I'm like, okay, maybe that's, it's just a bad fall. Maybe she broke her arm, broke some ribs. It's okay. But Lupe, I was like, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That was too many cracks. I was like, "Mm." yeah, I didn't think the others were dead, but yeah, Lupe's fall was really bad. Yeah. Especially the, the beginning, like I didn't realize they were dying. Like in the beginning, like the first few, I thought they were literally just being knocked out or knocked down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, wow. Oh, this is them being like slaughtered. I was like, okay, this is awful. Yeah. That was a t- tough scene to watch. <laughs> yeah. But I am glad that like, even though they were outnumbered like at the end they did try to fight back against the Camarilla but they were just you know there weren't enough of them to take them out absolutely Mm-mm-mm. and of course Abigail sees this go down and she is not happy and she calls forth a storm and starts to rain sharp hail down on the Camarilla soldiers stabbing them and killing them loved it it was a great those were her little troops. It was like, that was the, I like burst into tears when she was talking to them on that, on top of that um, overturned, uh, you know, Hummer or whatever. And now they're all gone. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that was really sad. I was like, geez. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cause like in her speech, she had told them not to lose hope and you know, it ends like this. So yeah. I'm glad to see Abigail get such like good control over her power. Me too. I love oh, when she amazing. calls a storm. Yeah. She has come a long way from last season. Yeah, she had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of her mental blocks were from her grief. And mm-hmm. it was like she worked through that. And now she uses, you know, that protective nature that she has to make herself stronger, which is a very fitting and awesome um story arc for her yeah like she's coming back to that confidence that she had in the beginning yep but just with a lot more life experience yeah yep in her own mind about things mm-hmm. yeah she's no longer just blindly following the military because that's what she was raised to do like yeah mm-hmm. now she thinks about it and thinks about what's going on and does things for herself even if it goes against what she thinks Petra would want. Yeah. Which, speaking of Petra, um, at Fort Salem, Silver is in her office getting on her nerves, insulting her liquor. (laughs) I hate that man. I hate him so much. (laughs) Why are you in here? (laughs) Right, right. Sitting in my damn desk. Like, how dare you? Messing up my good chair. (laughs) 
and he's mad that they're not crushing the militia and wants the stalemate broken using any force necessary. And Patrick's like, first of all, you don't know Thelma Bear Killer. <laughs> right. <laughs> you go fight her and see what, what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he greatly underestimates like Thelma and her troops. Like he thinks this <laughs> militia is just some thrown together little hick thing. Like, no, that's not what's going on here. <laughs> but Silver leaves and Petra is left with Jared. And later on in her office, he's there and he's telling her, like he's on his high horse, telling her that she only got the general job because she's safe and predictable and non-threatening, which do you know who Petra is? <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't stand him either. Right. I didn't really like his character in Battlestar Galactica either, so I feel like this is starting to be a pattern for him. (laughs) I mean, I liked him more in Battlestar Galactica, but I was like, I was so disappointed to see him in this. (laughs) I'm like, you're really messing with me, man. I don't like you. Uh, Petra has a pen in her hand and she starts tapping it against her desk and it starts to sound like a heartbeat. And then we notice that Jarrett's heart starts beating faster and faster and faster in time with the tapping of her pen until the pen breaks and he drops dead. Oh, fine cinema. Just the best scene ever. Just chef kiss. No (laughs) notes. Just good. 10 out of 10. (laughs) <laughs> right i was like this is great and i <laughs> i like um even tweeted i was like they are going out they was like we're riding this misandry all the way to the end <laughs> like, kill all the men and all the oppressors bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> the power petra has i love it <laughs> yes and it's so because it's so subtle and so calm yeah like he couldn't have seen that coming <laughs> yep yeah, it was perfect. I'm like, he couldn't scream. He couldn't, like, get help. Nope. Mm-mm. His little uh, suit couldn't protect him. Nope. He walked in there so, like, overconfident, thinking, like, he's in charge of everything. And uh-huh. he forgot, like, this is a witch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're not controlling her like that. Right. She's just letting you think you're in control. Yep. Yeah, she was biding her time to do what she wanted to do. And I love that in the next scene in the office when Silver comes back, like, Petra isn't, like, she's not being passive with him anymore. Yeah. Like, she was, she literally was just like, I, you know, waiting for that right time to do what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It's like, either I'm not doing enough or you want me to stay here. Which one is it? (laughs) (laughs) Make up your mind, fool. (laughs) But of course, he asks where Jarrett is. And surprisingly, we see Jarrett come out of the office. (laughs) Even though we know he was a goner. So (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering who it was behind the face. And it turns out it's Sterling. So Anacostia has been sharing the secrets. Yeah, I mean, they, they did uh, do that a whole escape thing. I figured it was Sir Sterling. I was like, it's either Sterling or Anacostia. And I was mm-hmm. thinking of Sterling because, you know, 
I just figured it was Sterling because I remember Anacostia being in the session still. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah. I figured, I was like, yes, that's right. And we're just kind of thinking about how um, they were so against that work in the beginning, but now it's become so handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I was really afraid know. at first that like silver was going to have like a code word that <laughs> he right. wouldn't know. But I was like, no, he's too full of himself. Of course he wouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody just thought, oh, I got this on, on lock. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to catch it when Jarrett said, because Sterling said um, like something like I wasn't expecting your visit today or something. And he had already been there once that day. Oh. So I thought he was going to catch it then, but maybe he just didn't pay attention. I thought it was the same day. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe. I think it maybe wasn't the same day. He kind of gave him a look like he was skeptical about it. That's why I thought it was the same day, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like I picked up a little bit of something um from the way he was regarding him but i didn't know if i was like that was just me you know kind of like projecting or whatever we'll see i mean we these people aren't they're not really being depicted to be super smart <laughs> so <laughs> brutal and 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 um, prideful so we'll see it'd be interesting if he picked up on something yeah guess we'll find out mm-hmm uh, speaking of Anacostia, um, so Anacostia has been in the session this whole time and she ends up confronting Nicta about not helping out because Nicta has just kind of been out doing her own thing, not really involved in any of this. <laughs> like she took off when the council came and we haven't really seen her since. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> what you been working on, girl? <laughs> yeah, she was just like, oh, the council's coming. I'm out. <laughs> just. He's yeah, like, I'm not with it. any of you. <laughs> but they're talking and Nikta doesn't think finding President Wade is the answer and refuses to help because Nikta's like, what's the point of finding the person? Like, things weren't good before, <laughs> even when President Wade was in office. So yeah, what's the point? I'm loving it. All these people who <laughs> are, like, really questioning, like, the... <sighs> I don't know how to phrase it, but like, you know, folks that kind of represent the status quo wanting to like save the day, you know, I like that there are people kind of on the, on the fringes that are like, the status quo wasn't no good. So what's what's the real, you know, this has happened twice. The lady's stuck in ice and and now um, uh, Nikta. So I kind of like that. I mean, Nikta's like, did you forget that it was under President Wade's like rule that I started? Well, I didn't start the spree, but I had the spree doing what the spree was doing. Right. <laughs> Something's more perfect than that's a legit point. <laughs> Wade coming back isn't exactly my happy place. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And why should I stick my neck out for it? Right. So Nikta isn't having it at first, but then when Anacostia is driving back to to the rest of the group, she sees a spree balloon on the side of the road and she gets out to check it out 
try to figure out what's going on and Nikta comes out. And Nikta says that she will use her army of bets to search the session and if President Wade and the Marshal are there, they'll find them. I don't think they're in the session though. Yeah, I've I've really I need so much explanation for what is what the whole deal with that was. It literally doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't save you so you can go on vacation. The right. The is literally falling apart. Right. I, I mean, I hope there's a big payoff at the end that explains why she would do this because I'm not seeing it. Like, now is the time for you to come out and take over. <laughs> it was, it's been that, you know, it's been weeks since they should have. They shouldn't have never left. How about that? <laughs> they should have went directly to the um back to Washington or where yeah, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get the point of being on the run anyway. Like once like I would have popped up at Silver's inauguration. Exactly. Before yep. he got entrenched in the powder. <laughs> Because now it's like he's out. He's got the backup. He's got the support of Congress, and yeah. now you're gonna come back and say, "Oh no, I'm I'm still alive." Right, <laughs> and exactly. Like I, I almost wish she, like I, you know, I love Sherry Lee Ralph, so I, this feels like blasphemy to say, but I almost wish she really had like that was the end of her story, as opposed to what this is. Like she just abdicated her responsibility and bounced. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I'm going to need some real explanation on that at the end for it to make sense. Yep. We'll see if we get it. So our final kind of major plot point for this episode is, you know, when Tally gets back, the Bellwether unit is back together. All four of them are there. And Abigail says that, you know, they should turn themselves in to stop the bloodshed before more Lupe Cortez's die. And like the session has gone out of their way for them and she wants to return that favor like by doing whatever she can to stop this violence, stop people in the session from getting killed unnecessarily. So in her mind, the best thing to do is turn themselves in and that puts a stop to this war. Which is not a terrible plan per se, <laughs> but I mean, it's a terrible plan for them, but I, I see the strategy behind it. Yeah, I see why they're doing it, but I'm like, Sally, you're a keeper of the first song now, so right, right. What was even the point of you going to get the first song? <laughs> you shouldn't like, even be in this. Is it- <laughs> if anything, yeah, you should be the one that's like, yeah, we we don't know what happened to Tally. <laughs> you have us though. Tally um, left an alder, so I, I haven't seen her since. Like we haven't seen her. Right. Who? Tally who? I don't I don't know. <laughs> oh, and I forgot what's her name? Penelope's still alive. Like that there's so many like little things that have been left kind of open. I was like, oh yeah, Penelope's still alive too. Everybody's still alive. <laughs> so it's like, has there really been murders? <laughs> I'm of really hoping I'm truly hoping they're saving Penelope for the payoff of killing her father. I hope so yeah. too, because I don't yeah. even know if they've told her that her father is responsible for her death. Oh yeah, probably not because she was still trying to learn how to human. Yeah, she was She was still stable, so <laughs> I don't think now is the time. 
<laughs> I don't think Isadora is ready to tell her that yet. But the rest of the unit agrees to Abigail's plan and, you know, they go to the line to get ready to turn themselves in. Abigail's saying her goodbyes to Adil and it's adorable. And <laughs> She makes him promise not to try any rescue missions or jailbreaks. <laughs> And he's like, no promises, because you know I'm about that life. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had his fingers crossed behind his back, probably, because. Right. <laughs> and, you know, Rael's, you know, talking to Scylla. I mean, it's not really a goodbye for them, because Scylla's going to. She's turning herself in, too. But, well, the way you know, they were talking, I thought Scylla was going to stay behind, but then she was in line <laughs> with them. I was like, oh. <laughs> That whole conversation wasn't really necessary. Right. It did seem like she wasn't going. I thought Rael was about to tell her, okay, you stay behind with the deal. And, you know, but that's not what happened. (laughs) She did ask Scylla to marry her when they get out of this. And Scylla says, yes, of course. Very lovely. (laughs) It's all very cute. Mm -hmm. Rael just happened to have the perfect ring size. <laughs> right. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Here you go. Fits perfectly. But after they have their little goodbyes and marriage conversations, the four of them surrender themselves to Petra. And Petra tells the army to stand down and declares the occupation over. Which Petra did not look too happy with this plan. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she went there to. I feel like she went there with her own plan and then, you know, obviously her daughter always, you know, best Mm -hmm. laid plans and not her, uh, (laughs) she'll care about that. It's vibes. So (laughs) she she got there. She had to like adapt to the new reality. Ever since Minerva had that talk with her, it's just been (laughs) completely (laughs) (laughs) Minerva just basically gave her the okay to just do whatever. This would also be like a good time to, I think, bring out Penelope because, like, (laughs) they're gonna be arrested for killing Penelope when Penelope is technically still kind of alive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sort of alive. Yeah. (laughs) Partially alive, I guess. Like, hey, here's your daughter. (laughs) There goes that case against us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, a lot of people like... keeping secrets that should not be kept. Yeah, how about that? They should like that should have been plan number one is getting her up to speed so that you could reveal her. Like all these people fake. Like you had two people faking their deaths. Well, not she didn't fake it, but you know what I mean. But it really we should have found out that Wade was alive and Penelope was alive immediately. <laughs> like that would have made this so much um, less painful. And so many, uh, so many less lives lost. Yeah, Lupe would still be alive. Yep, Lupe and them. <laughs> At this point, just bring Penelope and Wade out together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get the plan here, but hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, we'll find out in the next episode. Because I feel like this is not like let's resolve it in the last episode stuff. This is stuff that needs to be resolved before the absolute last episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we need to know in nine. <laughs> I feel like they're going to wait to the last possible moment. Uh, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I'm just going to put it right now. I'm going to say it right now. They better not kill Rael or Scylla. Absolutely not. No, they, they better not. If they, if they do that, they will completely tarnish their entire everything. No they one better not bury these gays. Right. No. No, no, none of the main no. girls better die. Like if um Bellwether, it's a Bellwether is better not die. Like no Nobody main person die. is allowed to die. <laughs> I don't care. So no one in die. the core four. His people can die. That the blonde lady who was always with him, whose name I can't remember, she can die. Okay. Tara can die. All the bad guys can die. Hearst can die. Silver can die. No bellwether, because I still haven't forgiven them for Charvel. Right. Like every bellwether died before. Like they need to get a pass. And nobody, nobody black. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Nobody black. Nobody gay. Everybody Anacostia else. cannot die. Nope. Everybody else is fair game. <laughs> Nicta is black now, so she can't either. She can't die. <laughs> <laughs> All the Camarillo people, though, I don't care. And I want it to be just as brutal as um, that guy with the heart. Yeah. I did not know Petra had these abilities. Now I want to know what she had in that little box at the dinner. I think maybe she, you know, again, I we... Um, we zip along so quickly. I think I made you make up your own canon as you go. And in my mind, I feel like she like did some research to find this particular work. He's like, I need work that's going to get past their body armor. And she did some, you know, uh, research and, and some, some meditating or whatever it is they do and, and made that work or found it like, you know, but again, that's just my head canon. But she had something. In the the dinner where Silver came to her house, she had something waiting in a box that she was getting ready to pull out when Minerva came out of the room with, with weight. Hmm. She was about to open something up and do something. <laughs> but she stopped and then she closed the lid on it. Like, okay, I don't need this right now, so let me close the lid. <laughs> I want to know what that was now. Hopefully that that also shows up. How many how many <laughs> things need to show up before the end? <laughs> right. We still have way too many unanswered questions. I got need a whole after show episode just to answer all the questions. I know. <laughs> Cuz like the the work she did with the pen, it felt kind of like spree work. Yeah. 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 That controlling somebody else's body through sound. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The lines are blurring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really the spree and the witches, the the Sal- the Fort Salem witches all have the same agenda at this point. Yep. You you unified us all. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, okay, I know we were fighting before, but we gotta save ourselves. So right. let's just squash that. Yep. But that is it for episode eight. Hopefully we get some answers in episode nine next week um and we'll be back then of course with another episode 
Um, but in the meantime, you can find us as always on Instagram and Twitter at It's Recap Madness. And you can also send us questions or comments through email at recapmadness at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.